The Constitution ever above your pay grade? It depends on if you're a governor or not. Think about that. Still. <laughs> eight plagues later, and Pharaoh is still an idiot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's going to be like that. 22 million unemployed over a trillion dollars oh. in economic loss. Wow. That is where we're at. And Pastor Virgil Hurt from the CREC oh. yes. joins us yes. to discuss this amazing uh, letter that he put out that we're very appreciative yeah, of. to the so magistrates. Thank yes. you, Pastor Virgil. We're looking forward to that interview. And if you have not joined the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, what is wrong with you? For real. All our club members, we got a lot of content in the club portal. I just actually sat down with a senior fellow of history, uh, Chris Lecht, and we talked about Those Northwest so history. Good. We talked about uh, the relationship between um, slavery and the uh, Indians. Uh, uh, Indians. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. So you got to log in the club portal to Vic- check that victimization? out. Victimization. Oh, my goodness. That was so good. It was yeah, so just, good. Just a lot there. Also, we got some traveling coming up. We're breaking the panic. We got some travel coming up. That's right. <laughs> uh, we got Grace Agenda Conference that we'll be at. Uh, that's uh, August 14th and 15th. So they got moved. That's okay. here. That's here in Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. Love to have you guys come. We'll be a free country by then. Uh, we have the Fight Laugh Feast, our first annual Fight Laugh Feast conference, October 1st through the 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee. We're excited about that. Go to fightlaughfeast.com to check that out. And then lastly, we're going to be in San Diego at the Right uh, Response Annual Conference. Also, that's going to be fun. Uh, on October 23rd through the 24th. And you should download their app. Uh, uh, Pastor Joel, they got a lot of good content on oh, their yeah. app. Go to Right Response Ministries. Uh, type that in your in their uh, Google in your app store and everything. They got a lot of good content there, but we're going to be at their conference with uh, the Just Thinking guys, yeah. Virgil and, and, and Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, it's going to be fun. There you go. Oh, they're yeah. going to they're going to come hang out with us. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we've all been flooded with information and misinformation. Yeah. about COVID nineteen. There are lots of misconceptions amidst the real facts, but in the middle of all the stress and uncertainty. And even fear, mm. a lot of fear. Mm. There is. As Christians, one thing remains constant. God is still on the throne. Preach, preacher. Amen. He's still faithful. Glory. He loves us. Hey! He cares for us. Romans 8 says that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Experiencing a health care need, especially when we feel isolated and alone, affects us emotionally and spiritually as well as physically. That's real. Samaritan Ministries connects you to other members who will come alongside you through prayer, encouragement, and financial support for your medical need. If you would like to learn more about how you can get, be part of this ministry, helping each other with health care, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. Yeah. What Tell them we sent you. What you got there in your hand? Tell oh, this, you. oh, this Samaritan Ministries mug right here? Oh. You guys remember when we first started doing uh, the daily show, when first people we had on was Samaritan Ministry? Yeah. Uh-huh. And remember, uh, they, they talked about the fact that they were getting computers ready. This is before it had oh, all yeah. hit, before the shutdown. They bought a bunch started, of laptops. They bought a bunch yeah. of laptops so that people could stay at home and work, and kids could do schoolwork, and they could start handing those out. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, I wasn't even there. And yeah. then th- two and a half weeks later, three weeks later, now they were like, oh, how we do homeschooling? Yeah, they right. were so far ahead of everybody else thinking about yeah. how they can help. And so i just so grateful for people who are think- for thinking like that. And you grateful need your health sharing ministry to be for thinking the, like a- that. Amen. Sure. Ain't that yeah. the truth? Yeah. All right, guys. Tucker Carlson sits down with the governor of, of New Jersey. Yeah. And as I noted before, 15 congregants at a synagogue in New Jersey were arrested and charged for being in a synagogue together. Now, the Bill of Rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right, enshrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit 
and to congregate together, to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? Ooh, How do you have the power yeah, to we do were, that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't, <laughs> uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. We went to all—first of all, we looked at the data well, and tell. the science, and it says pe <laughs> people have to stay away from each other. Uh, that's the best thing we could do to break the back of the curve of this virus that leads to lower hospitalizations and ultimately fatalities. And, and I'm, not, I'm not contesting that, though. I think it's—I do, I, I do think there's a debate. This is a, a, rolling, a rolling conversation because we're learning new things every day, and nothing is settled at this no, point. understood. But I do want—since you are, since you are a, an elected official, a leader in the government, an executive— how do you have the authority to order something that so clearly contravenes the Bill of Rights of the United States, the U.S. Constitution? Where do you get the authority to do that? Well, here's, here's the thing. We know we need to stay away from each other, number one. Number two, we do have broad authority within the state. And number three, we would never do that without coordinating, discussing, and, and hashing it out with the leaders, the, the, the variety of the leaders of the faiths in New Jersey. We have, we are among, if not the most no, no, diverse I'm sure, state I'm in sure America, that's, so we're I'm, used I'm to sure that. that you, you talk to every rabbi and priest, but, but there's a deeper <laughs> question there. I, I, I'm just going to ask you one last time, because I think it's important. I'm sure you've thought about this. You can't just, as the governor of a state, tell people who they can talk to when and where, because uh -huh. the Constitution of the United States, upon which all of this is based, prohibits you from doing that. So you clearly decided that you could do it. Did you consult an attorney about this? Did you, I mean, because there's a, this is a legal question as well as a, sure. as a medical one, isn't it? I, I don't go to the men's room without consulting an attorney, so I, I guarantee you we right. did that. But I'll give you an example that was not related to the synagogue. Uh, I called up Cardinal Tobin, uh, Cardinal Joe Tobin in Newark. There are five or six archdioceses in New Jersey. It was coming up to Easter and Holy Week in particular. And I said, listen, I'm really concerned about drive through Holy Communion, because we had heard some stories about priests who unwittingly had the virus and unwittingly passed it on to parishioners. And he said, we're not doing that. I promise you, and I'll confirm that with my fellow bishops. That's not d denying someone their right to worship in, in any way, that we have to find a different way to worship. <laughs> I love Tucker's face. He's got that, <laughs> he's got a glorious, like, confused look that, yeah. like, I like, and it's perfect for this. Uh. You, you didn't answer his question. Not at all. Uh, Not at all. Oh, but he did. Let me ask you, let me ask you again one more time because yeah. this is important. Okay. Let me tell you a story about Holy Communion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does yeah. it have to do with anything? Well, Above his the, the governor thought he was on CNN, see? Yeah. And so oh. on CNN, you can give answers like this and they fly. Oh, really? On MSNBC, you can give answers like this and they fly. That's this true. is why, That's you know, real. I don't know why Tucker did this. This is why they can't get nobody on Fox anymore. <laughs> You think he's going to come back after this? Right. No. How do you get people no. come back? You know, Because he asked him a real question. You know, the, the, the fact that he said this is above my pay grade should have people riot in the streets. Yeah, shame on you. I yeah, I mean, seriously. Who, who voted this guy in? Absolutely shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. And shame on you, New Jersey. Yeah. You elected this clown. Yeah, really. Who, who, what does that say? Yeah, that, who, what does that say who, about New who Jersey? You can't un un answer a simple question about the Constitution. I mean, didn't he take a vow? You, you well, for his yeah. state constitution. And I'm pretty sure it probably includes something reference oh, bet, to the bet, United States Constitution yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that, that he said that was really aggravating to me, his answer to the question was that we know that we need to stay away from each other. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what stats is he reading? Because it's actually not the case. 
there are certain people who need to stay away yep. from other people who right. are much more high risk. Right. But there is not the need that we need to stay away from each other. Right. There are certain people that need to be quarantined, right. but not everybody needs to right. stay away from he- each other. Healthy people don't need to be se- separated from other healthy That's people. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And so, but but this is I, when he said that. All I could think about when we had um, uh, who oh can't, I can't think of his name right now. Our guy over there who um, Hitchens. Yeah, yeah, Peter, Peter, Peter Hitchens. Peter Hitchens. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was want to call him that Chris. That guy over there. I, yeah. Yeah. We're sorry, across Peter. We're sorry, Peter. Across, no, the, we're sorry. across the pond, the gentleman across the pond. <laughs> you know, he when he was on the show, he said, listen, if we don't argue and make the conversation about this virus – um, and, yep. and the facts of it, they will, they will take every opportunity to make it bigger than what it actually is to have more That's control right. to do what they want to yep. do. The thing is, I, I think he's right. And at the same time, I think the, I want to come right back. The more I've chewed on this and thought about this is I don't think the data matters. Oh yeah. I, I don't think oh, the yeah. numbers actually matter well, because absolutely. I think what's actually driving it is fear. Yeah. Oh, of course. I think, Hands I, down. I think the original models that came in. Two point two million. Got the hooks in the leaders. Yep. Well, that's the point, though, and, right? And they got scared. They got yep. terrified. We're right. all we got. We got to separate. We're all going to die. That's yep. what he's saying, right? It's just right. the fear. That's fear. And so, the, but that's again going and, back to say that that's not how that's not how it operates. Right. That's not what's going on but here. But you can't argue with fear. That's right. true. There is no there is no rationale. Fear is not there rational. Is no ra- that's right. right. Well, and this, this clown's close to the governor of New York, and and they're just New New yeah. England. No, this the number is down because we brought the number down. God did not do that. Fate did not do that. Destiny did not do that. A lot of pain and suffering did that. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> Where are you going? Getting on his knees. Y'all let me know when it's safe to come back <laughs> out because God going to strike somebody dead, and I just don't want to be this, around anywhere. But when here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't just say that in a one-off thing. The no. next day, the governor's on CNN, and he repeated the same thing to reporter Alson Camarota. He mm. said this in an interview the next day. So he says this yeah. in a press conference, and okay. then he says this. Our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus. God did not stop the spread of the virus, and what we do, how we act, will dictate how that virus spreads. I, I mean, he doubled down. Man. He, he, I, I, um, he doubled down. What's wrong with you? Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> I took your, I took your you sound. Took, you took my sound. That's okay. <laughs> I just, no, but this is Pharaoh. I mean, remember uh, this. Yeah, Just right. a little over a year ago, the Empire State Building was lit up pink yep, in so. celebration of his signing a bill into New York law allowing the killing of unborn babies all the way yep. up through the third trimester. That's right. It that also is. revoked all criminal protections for unborn babies, even when the mother was killed in a homicide. Yeah. Oh, really? It yeah, also removed right. all. They so you can't do double homicide. No, anymore. no, no. No. They, they, At least they were consistent. They're being consistent. They're, yeah. they're, they're, no, no human rights for an unborn child at all in New York State. They celebrate. They clap. They cheer. They lit up the Empire State Building in yep. pink. And now that same Empire State Building is lit up in red yeah. wow. for the 15,000 deaths and counting in New York State from coronavirus. And he's there. God, you didn't do this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, um, you don't. Well, you, one, of, one of the things that you see in all Get out of this, New York. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, be like John Speed. I mean, get oh. He got out before it was cool. I yeah, mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is like one That's of those right. Sodom and Gomorrah moments where you're like, Lord, there are so many righteous people still left in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all these, like you said earlier, all these decisions are driven by fear, not by data. And which has absolutely set the government up to kind of be like God in this. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what have, he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. When you that, yeah. say this is not God, yep. you are saying, 
I am God. Right. That's we right. are God. Yep. We are the captains of our own faith. We're going to fix you. We're going to save our citizens yeah. and our, all this. Our blood and sweat. Notice that. He actually, he said, we yeah. did this. Our blood and sweat, our suffering. Yeah. And this is the thing is, you, you, whenever, you, whenever there's salvation, there's always a savior. Yeah. yeah. And the savior always bleeds and dies. Right. Right. There's always suffering. Yep. There's always a cross. Uh-huh. He is right here claiming that the, the, the people of New York, he himself, his leaders, his people, right. we are our own saviors. Right. And 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 it, it it doesn't take much if you know biblical stories if you understand how God writes stories and you know what's you know what's coming next yeah. right. you know that you don't say stuff like this and then you you get away with it they, they, this is proven that they're under judgment oh yeah, yeah. No, the but, fact that he no, decides no. that I mean every day doesn't it feel more and more like you're in a biblical I, you're like look, yeah. this is a Bible story look. guys we're we're in a Bible story like yeah. I'm in I'm in Walmart last night and over the the speaker comes um. You know, just just a reminder uh, to keep your distance of six feet between all customers. I know. Wash your hands for wow. twenty minutes. Yep. This say twenty minutes or, or twenty seconds. Okay. <laughs> it's getting there, but it's about there. But all of a sudden, I had this moment. I was like, I am in. I am in one of those dystopic movie novels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm in. You know, The Giver. I'm in 1984. I'm, yeah. I'm in Animal Farm. Like, right. I, like guys. We, no, it's not like we might be. We're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's in Walmart. Over. Ding. It's that. It's that. It's that yeah. movie voice. Please remember that we are in charge of your life. Right. We are running your life right now. Listen carefully while we run your life. It's you know it's funny you talk about that in Walmart because I I think I I told you guys about this yeah, about a couple saw, weeks you ago. You saw it in their faces. And, and I walked into Walmart and the fear. Yeah. Was everywhere. You could cut it yeah. with a knife. It was so thick. Everybody was it's afraid. A little quieter. I'm hearing, and this yeah. isn't. We got a great community, but there's inside of the one of the sections over there. I heard a little fight break out, and you're too close to me, and the workers were complaining. Oh, everybody, knew, nobody wanted to touch, and I was just, I was like, no. okay, I no. became a little nervous getting close to people because I didn't want them to be afraid yeah. of me. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, man, forget that. And so I just walked around smiling, being yeah, my normal no. self. And somebody said, one of the workers stopped me and said. I just got to ask you, why, why is it that you're not afraid? Really? Yes. Why is it that you don't seem afraid? This doesn't seem to bother you. Man. And I, I, took, I took one of your lines and said, because there's something much more scarier than death. Dying like a fool. And I had a chance to preach <laughs> to that person. Wow. And, and so, but, so there's a great opportunity for yeah. Christians. We have a bunch yeah. of dead why, people walking. Why are you not afraid? Yeah, why, yeah. you shouldn't look like because, the rest of them right now. Because yeah, Jesus is risen from the dead. That's right. Amen. right? Yeah. He conquered sin and death. Right. Yeah, but if you, you appeal to the gods, yep. the gods... Can't save you. They're impotent. The and, gods, they're and, and our gods created this whole economic and problem. So now the small business rescue loan program, right on schedule, yep. is out of money yep. in less than two weeks. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the same program that we just voted for that got us $2.3 trillion it, it, this is, yeah. in that packet? Yeah, America don't care no more. Okay. The CARES Act is all yeah. out of caring. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It ran out of caring. It, got it ran no. out of so I we, can't believe it took two weeks. Two weeks. For all this, so, like this trillions of dollars right. to be drained. So now, what do we do now? Do we go back and create more money? No, this well, is that's what, what, so this, that's what the, they're fighting over right now. Oh, right yeah. now, apparently the Democrats are yeah. stalling, putting more money back into the, the, the coffers. Yeah, because they and need, Trump is fighting with they them. They want over. more blood on the altar. Yeah, they, they uh, I think this is an Elijah moment where you say, I think your God's in the bathroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Your God, your God ran out of caring. Our government can't save us. You're, He's sitting on the pot. Look what your God did. Yeah, scream right? a little louder. Yeah, maybe you should yell louder. Maybe you should scream a little more. Maybe you should cut yourself some more. But that's what they're doing yeah. in this moment. Uh, f- another 5 million Americans filed for unemployment this so, last week. So now we're up to 22 million. Which is about 15% of the, of the American workforce. And so they're estimating by the end of this that we're at least going to have a trillion dollar economic downfall because right. of all this. 
Yeah. At least. Yeah. No, we don't know what we don't know the fallout of this yet. Guys, no, no, we don't. We it's really it's don't. an estimate. No. I mean, no, but, but don't worry, guys. In San Francisco, they're giving yeah. everybody A's. Listen, oh. listen to this. So this is from the commissioner of the San Francisco School Board. She just tweeted this out, I think, yesterday. Okay. She said, last evening, the San Francisco Board of Education directed staff to present a plan to give all our students A's. <laughs> no incompletes, just A's. <laughs> the, she, she totally so, supports it. She said, I'm so grateful to be a part of this district. And then someone, uh, this Joe Trust dude, follows up and says, I want students to remember that their teachers love them. Remembered them and understood them. That grades didn't matter; they mattered. What's it going to take? That's, that's, Are you done? That's an oxymoron. Yeah, it's a contradiction. Right, right. right? You matter. This is like a doctor saying, "I'm not going to tell you you have cancer because I you want know. you to know yep. that I love you and I think you matter." My I don't care how so stupid much. you are. I never yeah, let them matter. walk. I never let them walk. Right. I never let them walk because, ever because you love them. because I love them so much. Now they're yeah. 40 years old and can't walk. Yeah, right. That's that's ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's, it's the most insane, idiotic thing. It, you do not cross go. Do not cross. Do not collect two hundred dollars a year. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, is this enough for you to take your kids now out of government schools? No, it's not. A, it's not, not enough, ridiculous. man. It's you not know, enough. Is, is this enough now? No. Are, are you fed? We up? want I, more. We want more stimulus. I I, I, I want my grades juice through this whole process. Right, I want to. I want to come back to this in third segment because yeah. I think I think we have. I think the extremes are growing. I think there's going to be a backlash in the yeah. in the conservative states. Yeah. And I think there's probably going to be a hardening in the liberal states. Yeah. And I think a bunch of people are starting to think, wait a second. I mean, I, I, I mean, government schools maybe is not enough. Uh, but maybe when they say, hey, we're going to make everybody in your family have this vaccine. We got to talk about this because I think people would take it. You think so? I think they'll Ooh. take it. Oh, man. Because they're getting discipled right now. Okay, we'll talk yeah, about that yeah. in the third segment. So okay. you got to stay around for that. Up next, Virgil Hurd, the presiding minister of the CREC. Do a nice little left hook. He's doing like a, a Moses in the court of Pharaoh. Ooh, I like that. More cross-politic with Virgil Hurt up next. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. My daughter made some pretty good coffee. Yes, she did. That's all right. That's good. Good job, Alex. Yep. It's, it's in the blood. 
she, she knows how to do it. Or it's that easy. <laughs> you bring him up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And there you go. I think it's because she's baptized. Yeah. Uh, I, that might be that. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Network. If you've if you haven't joined. What's I mean, wrong with you people? I, I, I don't know what to tell Come you, on. but uh, support Rowdy Christian Media. Get a free T-shirt. Get access to all kinds of free uh, content behind the the membership wall. The Magic. firewall. That's and, right. Uh, we just released uh, this week. Uh, I've been sitting down with Dr. Chris Schlecht. We haven't even talked about those. Those are so good. Okay. Talking about like uh, history, Northwest history, why history matters. Oh, he can hardly get out of here because I want to corner the man yeah, and ask him like yeah, a thousand yeah. more questions. You're trying He's to quarantine so him? This, this <laughs> last <laughs> cross politics studio? Trying to quarantine that info. <laughs> it's, this it's, last it's episode, so we actually talked about the relationship between slavery and the re- Indian reservations. Yeah. Wow. And it was, it, was, it was good stuff. Man, yeah. I got to get that. Yep. Uh, with us right now on the line, we're so grateful to have Pastor Virgil Hurt. He is the pastor of Providence Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm. He's right in the middle of it. He's got a blackface governor. He does. Uh, he huh? studied theology and pastoral ministry at Greyfriars Hall here in Moscow, Idaho. Ooh. He earned BA in philosophy from Idaho State University. He is originally from Twin Falls, Idaho. Did you guys Ooh, know that? I didn't. He married his fifth grade sweetheart, Katie. Oh, that's at, awesome. At, well, what age? Did they get married? <laughs> no. that, that, that sounds, this ain't Islam, bro. That sounds weird. <laughs> this ain't Islam. This ain't Islam. And together they have six children. And how many grandchildren do you have now, Virgil? Oh, let me think. We got one, two, three, four, and number five. Hey, that's Listen fantastic. Listen to this blessed man. Yeah, Virgil serves uh, served as a deacon and an elder actually here at Christ Church in Moscow okay. for five years. Um, back in the day, and has served as Providence Church's pastor since its founding in December of 2000. So you're coming oh, wow. up on 20 years. That's wow. that's yep. that's crazy. We just celebrated our 20 year anniversary a little bit early, and 20 years of, of me being a pastor. So fantastic. Moment. It's been a momentous year. It's it's, it's just. Uh, is now all becoming very memorable. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You will not forget Never this forget 20th, 20th birthday. Yeah. And um, Virgil is also the presiding minister of the Communion of Reformed Evangelicals uh, Churches, and you've been serving in that capacity for the denomination uh, since 2017. Um, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic, Virgil. You bet. Glad to be here. He's a repeat guest. I, actually, yeah, actually been you've actually been guest. on the show yeah. before, and you dared to come back. We always give people a, a double thank you for, yeah. <laughs> for braving, braving the elements twice. <laughs> uh, so you wrote a letter uh, this last week addressed to all the civil magistrates on this whole coronavirus shutdown business. Um, can you just briefly, not all of our audience uh, knows about the letter. Can you describe the letter? Tell us what it said and, and why you wrote it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the intent was to put some pressure on our civil magistrates, really, to open things back up, to get our economy going, to get our churches back open. Um, it's become apparent now that um, you know initially it was 15 days to flatten the curve was the the word we got, and and then the lockdowns just got more and more severe and. Now it appears that the curve is flattened, but the tune is changing, and it looks like we have this long, indefinite time uh, of keeping the whole economy shut down as well as the churches. And uh, I wanted them to know that the citizenry that we're responsible for, as well as the broader citizenry, is is not of the same mind, and uh, and and for them to hear that voice. So, Virgil, you you aren't 
you aren't pope of the denomination. You're you're the presiding minister of the denomination. So you're working with other pastors in in writing this letter. How does that how does that process go? And and how do you guys kind of come to consensus through this whole process that we need to do something like this? Yeah, well, you know, in our denomination, our polity is such that uh, it's loosely, I, I, I would say, Presbyterian, but we also have presiding ministers, in which case they we want them to to minister to the pastors that they're responsible for. And we within our polity, they can actually make statements that um, are fitting and uh, timely to what's going on in the culture. And so uh, that's what this was. This was an, a, a felt a need to speak into a cultural, uh, make a cultural statement. The process that we have uh, is essentially for this, statement. I worked with the presiding ministers, the other presiding ministers. We talked about the need to say something uh, as this time is languishing on. And so I essentially wrote this letter, but then sent it to them. We talked about it, went back and forth, tweaked it uh, quite a bit, and, and then released it. You know, first of all, thank you guys for doing that. I, as a yeah, as a member absolutely. of the CREC, absolutely. I was so proud to see this. Yeah. I know our denomination isn't that large, and so for us to do this, it's just like, okay, that's, that's pretty a bold move. I would expect somebody like the ERLC or the Southern Baptist Convention to be able to stand up and make this right. uh, this broad uh, this statement to our to our leaders. But I was kind of wondering, what has been the feedback across the board? Because I think the letter, it kind of just spread everywhere as soon as it went out. What's been the feedback you've been getting from people publicly? Um, well, I would say almost uh, almost universally positive. I mean, there's some of our own guys who are, who are not uh, totally on board with it, maybe wouldn't have said things the way, they, uh, the way I said it or wouldn't have said things yet. Um, and that's understandable, but the overwhelming majority, both within our own circles and in the, the broader Christian church, and I would add to that even the, the culture outside of that, like my old friends on Facebook, especially people who are business people, yeah. um, strongly positive. I mean, there's a, there's a strong current of, mm. you know, enough is enough. We need to get back to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this whole thing started out as a health crisis. Right. Yeah, and that's right. None of us knew, and you know, it's, we don't know. I, I, it, it feels like to me. I during the lockdown, I watched Contagion. Have you guys seen Contagion? Oh yeah, I watched it too. Me and my wife okay. watched it. And we're like, this is so eerie yeah. right now. Right. So I watched I Am Legend, and I watched Contagion just to cheer myself up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's almost like all of the politicians in the world watched Contagion, yes. and they said that that's what's going to happen. And if that is what was going to happen, then it made sense to take really uh, dire steps and protect everybody. But as the thing has unfolded, it's dangerous. It's a nasty disease. I'm a high risk myself. As you guys know, I had a major heart attack a couple years ago. I'm a very high risk category. So yeah, I'm concerned. You don't want to get this thing, but it's not that anymore. It's not a plague. Everybody who gets it doesn't die. And, and so, you know, there's this need, for our leaders, our civic leaders, to kind of come to grips with that. It, it feels like because they did what they did, they now have to justify going to that extreme, which means to mm. continue you know, down this path. Right. In the letter, Virgil, one of the things that I think struck people the most, is, is, is not in addition to just 
um, speaking on behalf of the church and speaking um, uh, directly to the leaders of our nation. Um, but in addition to all those things, you also said um, that you know we've been glad to comply thus far. Uh, but given the fact right. that the facts are coming in differently now, it really is time to get back to work. Um, we don't know when the time will be when we may not comply any longer, but that time uh, seems to be coming. Um, right. No doubt um, some um, are, are, are tweaked, upset, that um, you know, it seems that you're threatening to disobey the magistrates. How does that comport with Romans 13? You sinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, first of all, you know, this is, I did mean that to put some pressure there, but I'm not saying uh, to our churches or to people in general, disobey your civil magistrate now. Right. And, and in fact, within our own polity, I can't say that to our churches and wouldn't say that. Right. And we would want our ministers to um, uh, consider that on a church-by-church basis related to your community, your city, yeah. your state. Mm-hmm. And so we we are not making any sort of decisions for anybody. We, we can't do it, and we wouldn't do it anyway. And that's been part of the problem in this from the beginning is all these blanket um, you know, uh, that's right. restrictions mm-hmm. that apply to everybody. And, and you could live in Idaho, in which case... You know, you're already social distance. There's only 37 people in the whole state. <laughs> See? You know, so, um, no, <laughs> but, you know, how does that comport? You know, we do, you know, I say in the statement that it's our desire to be obedient to the civil magistrate. The Bible calls us to that. God calls us to that. Right. But just as we teach in our churches, you, you, you should submit to authorities. The Bible requ- requires that of you. But submission, no submission to an earthly authority is absolute. So at some point, you have to make distinctions on what are we being required to submit to and which authority are we going to submit to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the time is coming. You know, part of the reason I put that in there, too, is not just because I was calling people to only, you know, submit this much longer the pressure is already building. The, the dam is already bursting. Right. I mean, even within our own churches, our people are calling me and saying, you know, do we have to obey them? How much longer do we have to obey them? And I felt like, for the most part, I've been encouraging people to stay the course a, a little bit longer. Not yet. We don't have enough information. Let's right. wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. But you can only do that so long. Right. So that's already happening in our churches, and it's already happening in our culture now in a big way. And at some point, the pressure is just going to be so strong that people are going to disobey. It would be better if our civil magistrates recognized that and said, okay, we've got to change our course. You know, one of the things I'm thankful for this letter, uh, one of the reasons why I'm thankful for this letter is because one of the things that we noticed, uh, I mean, just this last year watching uh, the whole Biden campaign get, and he finally basically looks like he's going to win the Democratic nomination. Um, and... Uh, uh, but watching how delayed Obama was in endorsing Biden. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. You, you had Bernie endorse Biden first. Uh, uh, everybody in the Democratic Party that Wait, were waiting. running against Biden endorsed him before his. Waiting till his everyone friend. else had done it. And his, so it's completely safe. There's no risk. Friend. Yeah. And yet, I think right. what we've done here with the, CRE, with the CREC letter is we didn't wait until things were safe to say something. Um, you know, I think we're the first denomination that's actually put out. 
a letter that I know of anyway. That, that at least that we know of. And I really appreciate that leadership from you, Virgil, on this. Now, how did yeah. you weigh that with it? Maybe maybe it is too early to say something. Well, it's difficult. I mean, I you know, I had no desire to be the, the first you know, <laughs> denomination. I don't know if I'm the first denomination. I had no desire to be that. I mean, I'm, I'm I want to be safe like everybody else. It'd be nice if somebody else took the lead and we just follow along. You know, I, right. I, I understand that. Uh, for me personally, I was starting to really feel the pressure, you know, of this, this cannot last. Our, our, our ministers are frustrated and they don't see the connection uh, directly to them and their churches. And, you know, that's not true in, in every instance. We in some places, uh, you know, we, we have a church in New York, you know, I, I don't know what's actually happening with that church, but they're right in the epicenter. I mean, it right, probably yeah. seems like a major crisis there, right. you know, but I, I could, I could sense this pressure building. And it seemed like to me that this week, you know, the, the, the things happening in Michigan and people are protesting there. And now those protests are starting in Virginia and elsewhere. Right. And so the momentum is building. And I wanted our civil magistrates, feel that momentum of the citizenry. So I, I felt personally compelled. Like I, I sent a letter to our guys and I said, you know, I'm not 100% I did the right thing. But I did do what I thought was right. And so at some point, you know, if you feel compelled to do something and, and your conscience is there. Now, I'm in a leadership position. I didn't want to just do it unilaterally. Yep. That's why I did try to get some buy-in from, um, not some, some our, all of our presiding ministers are in general favor of this letter. They're in they're in support of what the letter is about. Yeah. They wouldn't have written the same letter in the same way. So I didn't do it alone, but we were all feeling the need that this needed to happen soon. So you're in Virginia, and you've got famous Governor uh, Blackface, Blackface, Blackface Northam. Northam. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. if if you if you had a chance to sit down with Governor Northam today, mm. what would you say to yeah. him? What would I say to him? Um, that's a pretty good question. I probably would say what I said in this letter. You know, I, I, I do appreciate the plight of our politicians. You know, they, they kind of got caught in a no-win situation. If they don't do anything and this thing turns out to be the plague, right. they're in big trouble. Uh, and then how much do they do? And now, because they were, it was so severe... How do you get out of it? At what point? You know, if you yep. go too soon and more people die, you're going to be accused. If, you know, and that, my concern right now, you know, so Governor Northam, what I tell him, thank you for looking out for the citizenry. We appreciate that part of it. But it appears that the goal to flatten the curve worked and we can't have this indefinite forever shutdown. It's time to move on. The second thing, though, my concern this week now is that it appears to me, this is a personal opinion, it's not really about this letter, but the thing has gone from health crisis to completely political. Yeah. And now that it's totally political, you know, you can't really trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And so now it's about who's going to get elected. And that's really a, a shambles at this point. And so um, now a lot of people might disagree on that, but it, it appears like that's what's, what's starting to unfold in this. Pastor Hearn, I want to ask you, let, you know, right now everybody's talking about restarting the, 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 the states and getting everything back going. Trump is talking about his three-phase. Yeah. Um, 
if if a governor called you right now and said, hey, I hear you're the presiding minister. I just want you to know there are three or four churches in my area that have started worshiping again. And this is going to be a problem. I think they're going to spread disease. You need to tell them to stop or we're going to pursue shutting them down. How do you respond to that? Well, you know, I think we're going to be facing that, you know, at some point, and, and that's where individually we're going to have to use wisdom in our own churches. Um, how risky is it? You know, we face this every year in our churches. I guess that's part of what I would say. We, we always have risk. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the flu goes through our church every single year, yep. every year. We get each other sick. We all get each other sick. Yep. And we tell the people in our church, hey, if you're sick, if there's the green goobies coming down, please don't come to church. <laughs> and then, you know, then there's the people coughing and hacking because they think they're no longer contagious and the flu goes around. And we have to do a bunch of teaching on, you know, you don't know exactly where you got the flu. Don't be mad at this person. Love your brother. Forgive, you know, and, and that happens every year. Right. And a bunch of us get it. And now maybe it's not as bad as this thing, but we survive it and we get through. But there's risk involved with being together. So part of it is just risk measurement. Yeah. How much risk do you want to take? If you're elderly and you think this thing could do you in, or you've got asthma, or you've got you know some other kind of immunocompromised uh, disease, and you're really seriously concerned about this thing, and you just don't want to catch it till there's a vaccine, then we understand that. Stay away. We'll, we'll, mm. we'll deal with that. So, you know, but those are decisions that churches need to make. Individual right. churches and in individual cities, pastors and elders and their physicians, most of the churches have physicians in them. We have physicians in our church, so yeah. we're talking to them. You know, we're trying to make wise choices. You had a you, you mentioned earlier, Virgil, that you had a major health emergency a year or so ago, um, that you know, yeah. a pretty miraculous story, pretty just a glorious story. Um, how do you think that's impacted how you see this current situation? Um, well, in, in, in a few ways, um, you know, my particular story, uh, your listeners may or may not know it, but I mean, I literally died, you know, my heart stopped. I didn't just have a heart attack. It stopped. I went to cardiac arrest. I mm. died on a Friday, by the way, Friday <laughs> afternoon, died on Friday afternoon. I was in a coma until Sunday morning, woke up Sunday morning. How about that? Amen. Amen. Die on Friday, Amen. raise on Sunday. And so, you know, for me, one of the, the crystallizing parts of that, and I'm actually, I survived a head-on car collision years ago, too, where a couple of other people died, you know, so I've, wow. I've, I've, I've been saved from death a couple of different times by my Lord, and I really don't fear death. Mm. You know, it's a bummer. You know, being dead is not <laughs> great. You know, I, I didn't see Jesus. I didn't see white light. <laughs> I was just, it was dark. And then I woke up and I was in bad shape for a while. So, you know, dying, the dying process and being dead is yucky and it's an enemy. You know, it's an enemy of Christians. It's mm. an enemy of Christ. It's the last enemy that's going to be subdued beneath his feet. So we, we oppose death, but we don't fear it. Yeah. We, and we can't live that way. In fact, after this, you know, one of the tasks that is, we're all going to have as pastors after this, we got to teach our people. <laughs> we're, don't listen to Dr. Fauci. You know, we're not mm. going to stop shaking hands, giving hugs, yeah. sitting next to each other, passing the peace, passing the bread, passing the wine. We have to live like human beings. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's risk involved in that, and you may actually even die. You know, yeah. think of Nate uh, Wilson's book, you know, Death by Living. Sure. We're all dying, and, and we have to live in order to die, and we die for each other. That's what our Lord did, and we have to do that. So is there risk? Yes. You know, there, there are consequences for foolish behavior, and we all want to adhere to that. But we can't fear death. You know, we, we're all going to die, some of us maybe more than once. And, you know, and, and then and then we go be with the Lord. Yeah. And until then, we got to love our brothers and sisters and live with them. And and that's that's the life of the, the saints together. And so Amen. don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. You know, um, love each other. You, you just sound too reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Virgil Hurt, thank you so much for joining us. The presiding minister of the CREC. Which I'm a part of, and if hey, hey we take Baptists, well, you could you could you could be a part of it too if you want to leave this Southern Baptist Convention, Pastor. Yes, uh, we do. We do. <laughs> More cross politic when we come back. Wow. Well, you let a pastor have a little moment; they'll start preaching. Oh, yeah. Just Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Man, more denominations need to be doing that. I'm fired up. Yep, I'm really thankful for Virgil. Yep. Me too. Thank you for his leadership. Way to go. If you think if you agree with that, find him on Facebook. Find him. Encourage him. Yes. Share the yeah. letter. He, it's on his Facebook page. It's on his blog. I think it's now on the CREC main website. And there's yes. a petition that was part of his original yeah. letter. Yeah. Share yeah. it with yeah. your elders. Share it with your denomination. Yeah. Let's have some more men stand with him in this. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. And um, just want to remind you that if you're a member, you have access to my Proverbs Bible study. Come yeah. on uh, now. Uh, Young uh, men. Uh, come on now. Pretty regularly. Message. Working through the book of Proverbs. I probably owe another... Another uh, study. I'm yeah, probably a we week or to. so behind, but, yeah, but there's know. like there's like 25 of them up there, something like that. More now. than that, 26 sessions, yeah. I believe. Right. But you know, you've been doing shows every day, so yeah. you give it a little bit of a break. Yeah. You know, I just want to remind that. you that. And if you're already a member, hey, check it out. Yeah. And uh, and absolutely, you know, have questions or input or feedback, feel free to send them my way. Yeah, you know, guys, one of the things I was thinking about, uh, I told you guys during the break when we ended, I. Because if I think of the culture and you got Avengers and all this idea of what heroes look like oh, and, 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 courage. and courage looks like and, and people standing up, yeah. there's this idea that you got to have this guy with the huge muscles and big and he's got a bag of weapons on yeah. his back that comes into into and a cape, maybe and a, a cape. cape, yeah, and a cape and stands there and says, "I'll I'll fix it." Right. But one of the things that Luther and talking to Virgil brought back to me was the idea of it's just a man that's willing to stand there right. and 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 say no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's not like the the big hero that I think is more probably like David with a slingshot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, right. And and when he was talking, I was listening to how gentle he was, yet how firm he was, right. and still gracious he was. And I was like, oh, you, it's just the guy who's going to stand there and say, right. I'm 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 yeah. not going to do that, or this is that's, wrong. That's because the 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 solid ground of resistance to tyranny is just the truth. That's it. Yeah. It's it's so it's it's not it's not really rhetoric. I mean, yeah, I mean, we want to explain ourselves clearly and sure. we want to be persuasive to people, but it's not really that. It's not really your prowess. It's not mm-hmm. really your, you know. Paul talks this way in his letters. He yeah. says, "I didn't come to you 
with fancy arguments and right. philosophy and all this that. rhetoric. He says, I yeah. just came to you with Christ crucified. Yeah. Amen. I came to you yep. with the truth. Yeah. Jesus lived. He died for our sins. He was raised from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He's given his spirit. Yeah. That's what he preached. But the, but the, the problem the is, the, the reason why we, we don't have the muscles to exercise against resisting tyranny is because we haven't had the muscles to exercise resisting temptation in our own lives. Oh, that's true. If, yeah. if we aren't and, and, and don't, confessing our sin and you're, resisting. You're exactly yeah. right. And don't miss the connection. Temptation is tyranny. That's yeah, right. That's right. So it's not like it's not that's like there's right. this thing over here called temptation mm. to lust or temptation to steal or temptation to be grumpy and fussy. It wants and, to rule then, over you. And then political yeah. tyranny over yeah. here. No, sin does crouch at your door yeah. and it wants to rule over you. That's it's funny. Right. Uh, it was uh, I can't remember anybody's name inside uh, the club portal. If you're a club member, you sat down with um, Mike Lawyer. Mike, yes. And yes. one of the things that he said inside. Christian counselor. Christian counselor. And, and boy, two sessions you guys did, I believe it was. Yep. It was fabulous. But one of the main takeaways he said is that we seem to think that our life is disconnected, that we can act and do one thing over here yeah. and then do something with bold over here or fight over here. He's like, right. but the way you're acting over here is directly connected to your boldness on right. this side. Right. So if you got sin or something going on in your life, we should know this. Right. The Bible right. teaches if there's sin in the camp, you're going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> like you, know, you can't yeah. stand. In Hebrews 2, it says that Jesus. Jesus came and, and he died in order uh, to, to destroy him who had the power of death yeah. because it had kept captive people all their lives to the fear of death. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we need to Message. not miss in all of this is the reason why our nation is afraid, the reason why the whole world is afraid. And, and increasingly what we're finding out is that the boogeyman is not so big. Yeah. Yep. But the reason why they're afraid of that is because they're afraid of death. Yeah. And the reason why they're afraid of death is because they're guilty. Amen. Yeah. Right? The, the, the reason why Satan has the power of death is because he's the accuser. Yeah. yeah. And he accuses you of sin. And he says, you lusted, you lied, yeah. you deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. You betrayed, you let people down, whatever. And he brings the accusations. And this is why the declaration of no condemnation, there is therefore no yeah. condemnation for those, those who are in Christ, Christ Jesus, Jesus. Is, is the what sets you free from the power of sin it's and the glorious. power of Satan. Because yeah. Satan comes and accuses you and said, you did this. And you say, and my Lord died for it. Yeah. Yep. My Savior died for Amen. it. He was crucified for it. You have nothing on me. Amen. Yeah. And that's what makes you fearless in the face of your sin, in the face of death, and in the face of COVID-19, and in the face of a political tyranny, and in the face of, you know, nobody thinks you're right. Yeah. I know we weren't going to go here, but you, you were preaching. This got me. I've had so many of my Christian friends call me who have been afraid. Uh. And one of the things that I've had to remind them is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. So one of the things that you have to ask yourself is, what am I afraid of? Because that fear is a form of worship. That's true. When you start fearing something. Speaking of God. That's, that's right. And so yeah. when you start fearing all these other things, fearing the government, whatever it is, you're worshiping them. You're saying, okay, that's the authority that I'm going to follow. That's the knowledge that I'm going to embrace. Right. That's yeah. the thing that I'm going to submit to. Right. When yeah. you fear the Lord, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not supposed to fear death. Right. He took death for me, right? Right. Right. right? Jesus has the keys of death and Hades. Oh, yeah. I got the keys, keys, keys. Ah. I keys. I've been waiting to play that way. Hey. <laughs> but, that, but that means no one dies apart from him. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Come on now. Right. We're, we're invincible until the moment in which he says, okay, come it's on time. home. Yeah. Come Actually, home. And, and no one rises apart from him. Absolutely. No one dies apart from him. Yeah. No one rises Absolutely. apart from him. He I holds think the keys. One of the things that I think we need to recover in the church is, the, is recovering the concept of the slippery slope. Yeah. Right? We've, for, for decades, for a century, we've lost the ability to make the connection between 
this happens here, yeah. and something downstream is going right. to happen here. Can, and this has happened in the pulpit. Right. This has happened in the church leadership, right. and this has happened now in our right. government. We, in we our murder society. babies. I, yeah, I want to modify that a little bit. When we did our, our East Coast tour, one of the things that kept popping up, and I'm agreeing with you totally, Gabe, on this. I just want to modify it a little bit because I think we use the church as a, as a scapegoat and don't take the responsibility ourselves. Everybody we talk to, from Maj Teray, um to Walter Williams, everybody we talk to, was easily pointing at the church and said, guys, we have a huge responsibility here in the church. The church has failed in this. And I'm like, yeah, amen. But nobody was pointing the, the finger at themselves as being a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was easy for Walter right. Williams, who is, seems somewhat distant from the church, to easily right. point at the church. And right. for Maj, who yeah. seems somewhat interesting, religious, Christian, uh, but pointed at the church. And I'm yeah. like, hold on, no, no. Why don't you point at yourself? Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? I yeah. am the one yeah. that has not taken yeah. responsibility for this. I am the right. one. And I'm a part of that. But, yeah. you know, we, we want to point to the church because I think you're right. Yeah. There's a real need there. But then we don't actually point that finger all the way to yeah. us. Sometimes, it doesn't land there. And, and to connect with that, sometimes we forget that God has actually established Four governments. That's in the right. Personal. Yeah, that's right. Self government. There's the state. There's the church. There's the family. But they all rest on the, the fundamental yep. government, which is self government. That's right. Or what we, we call self control. That. Right? That's right. And Ooh, you can't yeah. have self control unless you have the Holy Spirit. You cannot yeah. govern yourself because you're a sinner. You're enslaved that's to right. sin. Yeah. Right. The tyranny of sin. The tyranny of the devil. Unless yeah. God sets you free from that. Right. And um, that's that's why you know the founders of our country said this constitution is only made for people. Who are actually Christians. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You're only going to stay uh, yeah, free. You can't do it. You can't if, if you're actually free. But that's how it works. And so the um, and, and so they're, they're, you're absolutely right. It's all connected. Yeah. And it goes all the way down to every person, everybody's individual responsibility. Right. Are you taking responsibility for your role in the church, in your family, and in the state? Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. But we take the best segues. I love them. I love our detours. We weren't even planning to talk about that. <laughs> no. But I just, I just love them. No, oh. All right, Gabe. Whatever, what, what, what do you have yeah, planned, so, Gabe? So, so, I, think, I think we should walk through. So a lot of governors. So Trump, Trump had his press conference this last week. Oh, given, that's right. Given three points or three phases yeah. of, of how re- to kind of liberate, re-open. reopen our economy and our society. And a number of governors, like our governor, yeah. uh, Governor Little, said we are on track with Trump. Yeah. We're, we're on point we're with, with him. Um, and I... I I think this should be as local as possible. I think Trump giving three phases or three principles is helpful as long sure. as he's not trying to be mandating or anything. But I also think there's a lot of governors that are tripping all over themselves trying to trying – to So you don't have a problem with Trump saying, hey, here's some suggestions. We did some research, guys. This is a great way to help you out. Use them the best you can. Advice is great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm these happy are, to take just, all sorts of. These are just guidelines. Yeah, yeah. guidelines advice. What were his three, absolutely. What were the phases? Do you? Yeah, so they're, they're basically. So what he set out was there's four things in this plan. One of them is basically um, some, which I really appreciate, some black and white criteria for evaluating. And basically, what they want to see is um, they want to see are you plateauing or declining in number of new cases. Um, Common sense stuff. Yeah, is that happening? Number two, um, how are things going in terms of um, uh, your hospital readiness? Okay, your um, ability to serve and take you know, care of the situation. How's it going? Yeah, um, that way. Um, and then I think just um, also is, is are things in place in your society in your in your community um, that are continuing to uphold um, basic um, you know what the social distancing type um, stuff. Yeah. So he says, you know, do you have that in place? And when you have that in place, and I think I think he's got about a fourteen day window saying you know make sure that this is sort of steady for about fourteen days, uh-huh. and then says based on that, then you can enter into phase one, and phase one basically says that everything can begin to function again 
with um, pretty significant, you know, social distancing measures in place. Okay. I think there's a few, maybe like 50 people or less in a given yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but there's still, it's, you know, just suggestions, guidelines, but also just, you know, even, I mean, he, he lists things that can open, including like um, movie theaters, churches. Oh. Yeah. Um, so long as they're practicing, practicing sort of. Um, Physical uh, distancing. You know, significant. You well, know, how do you do, I mean, even with movie theaters, you cut your budget in half, you try and do. But it's more than you're making now. That's true. I mean, they're closed right now, making nothing. It makes you have to make charge more for tickets to set may- that price for. Maybe, but I mean, if you got, you know, if you can have under fifty people in a movie. Yeah, I, I get that. I just and, don't. And I still you, don't like it. Aggressive cleaning. Sure. Okay. I, 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 that doesn't hurt movie theaters. I appreciate y'all to do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all but, need to be doing that. Again, these are just guidelines. But yeah. I, but I am curious to say, you know, so Governor Brad Little comes on and says, "Yeah, I'm in line with that." So we got theaters open yet? Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think any theaters are open. I don't think any churches are open. Hmm. Um, but I, but I like, but I like it. Okay, so I, I like the black and white criteria. To, yeah. it's, it's actual criteria. There's benchmarks to rather than just indefinite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's steps, and then you know, phase two basically is a little bit more, a bit, of, a little bit of loosening. I think phase one includes they recommend the schools stay closed still, and I think it's in phase two that they say schools can open. Um, and then I think it's in phase three where everything is back on uh, basically full bore um, with just some caution. I still have. I, okay. Okay. I, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, well, so as long as there are recommendations. A, that's <laughs> a little different from uh, Gavin Newsom. Uh, governor I, I, California. Yeah, the governor of California. So I watched what he had talked about. He talked about the six. Th- so Trump has three and he just decided to double them and says, I'm going to have six. I got six. <laughs> and so the first one was tracing and tracking uh, through tech. Okay. Um, so well, he's, using te- got, he's got Google and Facebook. So using technology for yeah. anybody who has contracted the virus and who hit, who they've come in contact with. Yeah. And I'm guessing they're going to probably use an app or something like that. So using it through tech. Okay. The second thing was um, protecting the, the vulnerable, some sort, some sort of quarantine for the elderly that they can still and right. who else might be uh, uh, compromised. Yeah, exactly. And then addressing hospitals so they can meet the demand. Okay, there's three. Uh, the fourth one was engaging the academia and research to continue the advance of the protocol so whatever they learn they can be able to um, continue to as long as he's address that Stanford. based on the knowledge. That, he did say Stanford. Did he say Stanford? He said Stanford, yeah. Okay. And then um, Five? he wanted to redraw the floor plans for businesses so that they can continue to maintain social distancing. Redraw Floor plans uh, and, and and probably uh, not just businesses, but other areas that they have social gathering. And right. then, uh, I, I, well, I'll hold off on that. Number six was <laughs> turning back on the faucet and toggling it so that the control can go in uh, businesses and what whatnot could have more control. But if it tends to go out of uh, whack, where you get more viruses or something like that, that we can come back in and, and okay. help. And so, so tightening and loosening. Yeah, tightening the restrictions and loosening, but, based on how things go. Right, but hopefully to turn the faucet back on. But our governor, Little, actually said something similar. I mean, he said, I'm hoping that we can loosen after this next 15 days because he just extended his uh, isolation order for 15 days to April 30th. 30th. Um, And he says, I'm hoping to loosen then. But he says, we're going to have to watch things and be careful because we might have to tighten them again afterwards. Okay. And if there's like if there's a second wave, which seems to me highly likely. Because of how we dealt with this the first time. I mean, mean, unless you like sort of have a like you literally like universally kill it. Yeah. yeah, it's somewhere. Someone's yeah. got it somewhere, yeah. and it's someone's going to get it. And as soon as we start going back, there's going to be a second wave. Like, that's, that's what Dr. Cole said when we had him on. Yeah, everybody's going to get this eventually. And, and yeah, that's that's the only way you actually get herd immunity is yep. that we, you know, most of us have gotten it, yep. and most of us are immune, and then it doesn't spread anymore. I think the thing is, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit um, with Virgil. Yeah, um, the you know, you've got um, leadership 
uh, is what goes that stands on the truth and doesn't care and risks. Yeah. Yep. And and you know doesn't necessarily like like Virgil saying I'm not trying to be the first one out there. I'm just saying like this is what I think is true. Yeah. And I'm telling them what I think. Right. right. And that's what that's what courage does. And we we were contrasting that with Obama, who was like you know hiding in the bushes waiting for everybody. Is it else, safe? Everyone else in the world. <laughs> All right, I endorse you, Biden. Uh, endorse this Joker. Um, who doesn't even know what he's running for? Um, and, what, what are you endorsing did, me for? Yeah, did you see that meme? I did. I endorse you. And like, for what? He's just great. What for? What for? What? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was like, I understand. Here, here's your sign. Like, I understand your reluctance, Obama. I do. I, I, <laughs> but, but there's nothing courageous about it, right? There's nothing courageous about it. Um, but but I think um, you got some sympathy for him That's a little good. bit. Huh? But there's that problem. That's one kind of problem. But another kind of problem, which is what I think is entailed actually in Newsom's thing and even in, in, in Governor Little's thing, is this threat basically of we're going to try to loosen things up, but we might tighten them again. Yeah. Now, you know what that does? That just frustrates people. It's un- yeah. and, and the government and, is always unpredictable and, and, in these kind of scenarios. Exactly. And you know, we, who knows what's going to happen next? Does that make people confident in investing? Yeah. No. Does that no. make people confident in, in, in hiring hiring new employees? But here, here's, here's where I think a governor actually has a real opportunity, like a crazy opportunity right, right. now, to bring clarity to the market, to bring clarity yeah. to your state, and then say, hey, to all the other totalitarian governors yeah. out there, Come to my state. Well, not to the governors. There, no, to, to, the to, the, to the people, to the citizens within those totalitarian yeah. governors. Come to our state. Well, our totalitarian, totalitarian governors can come too if they yeah, want. <laughs> you know, the only, but there hasn't been a whole lot of people who've even stood up there. Is it like no. six states? It's maybe six. There's six I, or seven that haven't the, done. That haven't done yeah. the isolation yeah. orders. And, and they're going to get slammed. But I'm telling Watch you, it. like the governor of How? South Dakota, the governor of Idaho, the governor of Texas, like open up for business. Show predictability. Show strong leadership. Was it and you could capitalize big time on all this. I think. No, I think you're right. You think they're going to hit. No, I think they're going to get slammed in the sense that look, they didn't shut down, they didn't follow the protocol, and look at this—they got a ham. uh, The ham. uh, This happened in South Dakota, right? That's right. Pork factory. Is it the pork? Yeah, the pork factory. Now, now they're getting told to shut down, right? Because I hope she she holds her ground. I hope she stands her ground. Well, she's actually just working with the CEO of the company. Yeah, they're 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 saying, hey, let's quarantine for two weeks and and let's clean it up. Like Idaho, they're already isolated in South Dakota. Yeah, Yeah. right. right. I I mean, it just—they're quarantined from New York. But I think you're. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the um the the courage that's needed by our civil magistrates right now is the courage to say, look, this is not like this is not the black death. No. This is not the black plague. No. The mortality rate is only high in particular areas. Yep. Um let's get back to work right. and everybody needs to take responsibility. People need to take the risks on themselves. The business owners need to do that. And that includes things like, you know, the meat factory. I mean, it can happen that it, you have a breakout in your meat factory. Yeah. And maybe business goes down yeah. for a while because people don't want to buy from your meat factory. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah. but, that's, but that's people taking responsibility for themselves rather than the government trying to force it on you. That's yeah. right. I, just, I think we need to have a Nineveh-type revival for businesses to think about this. Because what I don't like about what's what's going on in, in California with the governor there is that he has a criteria that everybody's waiting to see so that they can serve him. And, and what he's doing is discipling them to say, okay, right. right, this is how you have to think. This is how you have to function. Do you submit to that? Yes, yes ma- we do. Yes, master. That's right. And if you yes, submit master. to that, then that means you just gave us all your control. But what, and, 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 so, and the thing that, that, that does, though, is that it completely crushes free enterprise. That's exactly right. It crushes right. creativity. It, it crushes entrepreneurs. The, those things thrive in um, contexts of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You can try things out. Um, and and if you fail, it falls on you. But you know what, the, what? One thing that I think that they are picking up on and that I think they're right about is that they don't have a group of people that can self-govern. It's, that's, yeah. 
Well, th- this is why we have Newsom. Yeah. This is why we That's have exactly the New Jersey right. governor. Yeah. This, um, this is why we have because they are noticing we ain't got a people that can right. self govern. Right. Yeah. Right. They can't self. They can't govern yeah. themselves. Right. That's above their pay grade a, too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, self-government is above my pay grade. That's how you get that governor. When we talk to uh, Heather Scott, she's like, listen, we need to walk in our rights. And I think she's right about that. Yeah, I think yeah. it, the, I love I love the idea when we talked to um, uh, free, uh, restartnow.io. Benjamin yep. Newsom, when, when we were talking to yep. Ben, you know, we need to figure out how do we get local companies together and say, guys – how do we come up with our own strategy yep. that we want to follow in our local communities and say, okay, we're opening our doors? I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I'm seeing uh, increasing photographs of um, L.A. Yeah. and New York City. People are already going back to work. Yeah. Oh, really? The, yeah. Uh, I saw a picture yesterday of, uh, or maybe it was this morning, early this morning, of traffic in L.A. Oh, really? And, and the guy said, hey, guys, I don't think anybody's listening anymore. Yeah. And and I think I think there's something to that. There was an article in the Federalist a day or two ago saying basically like, I th- yeah. he, he thinks it's going to just he's just going to dwindle away no, and nobody's listening. But that's the thing is, I mean, we are you know we the people yeah are, are the ones who either comply or don't yeah. Um, I, I think um, the other thing that I, I was I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, which is that I think what's going to happen in all this is it's likely that there's going to be a pretty significant backlash, yeah. especially in red states, especially yeah. in conservative yes. states. Um, and they're going to leave. And, and I think and I think in the blue states, in the liberal states, it's there's a decent chance that they're going to try to settle into a bunch of this as a new normal yeah. Yeah. of the government sort of yeah. just pulling the leash however yeah. they want uh-huh. on yeah. all all the people and the businesses and the people are going to get sick and tired of that. Yeah. I mean, they already got enough to be sick and tired. I mean, they're sick and tired and sick and tired and sick and tired. Sick and tired. I mean, it's like, yeah. you and that's know, how you turn Texas Democrat. And, and, and <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe uh, you know, because Democrats but, want freedom too. But, but <laughs> I think, but I think maybe also enough of them that are willing to say something went seriously wrong here. I'm out. Yeah. Mm. And they moved to Idaho. They moved to Montana. They moved to South Dakota. And they and and I and if you have to at the same time with this sort of revelation of can they really do that? Yeah, and everybody says I did. I don't want them to do that. I don't think yeah. they should be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and I hope I pray that there is a significant revival of what does the Constitution say? Yeah. What right. does the Bill of Rights right. say? Um. And and Christians in particular leading in that. Yeah. And exerting their authority as fathers and husbands. That's as where we need pastors to start and Come churches. On That's right. And just as individuals saying no, you can't do that. But I'm I'm concerned that what we end up in maybe in the long run. It, I mean, we already have this sort of states thing going on, like. More than ever. Has anybody ever talked about their governor this much? <laughs> no. Or sheriff. Or sheriffs or, or yeah. mayors. I mean, yeah, no. Right? I mean, that's and, real. And, and, you know, tweet, you know, Trump has that crazy tweet last week where he's like, I am the, I'm in charge of everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. I don't remember what he said. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I get to decide when the states get to open you up. You know, I, I'm yeah. in charge. And yeah. all these liberal, I saw a tweet replied said, suddenly all these liberal states found out about the 10th Amendment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, whatever yep. is not yep. um, here covered in the first nine amendments is delegated to the states. That's they right. retain sovereignty over that. Now, that's been um, sort of amended by the 14th Amendment, um, where the federal government said we do have an interest in certain kinds of rights that are here in the Bill of Rights in the states. And, of course, we've talked about that on other shows. It's a different conversation. But I do hope that there's a recovery, a reformation of what do we actually believe? I mean, they they have stolen the livelihoods of 22 million people and counting. Trillion dollars. The the only reason that gives me hope, the only reason that gives me hope is that – 
the education system that we currently are under is now fractured, yeah. and people everybody are starting gets to an get, a. well. Everybody gets an a. People are starting to take their kids out of government schools. That is starting to happen yep. now. Yep. But unless that happens, I. I'm a little concerned. I, I want to see that. Yeah. But we have such educational problem, just a basic thinking problem that we're a generation at least yeah. removed. This might be the revival that starts that, yeah. I hope. Yeah. But, man, I'm, I'm concerned. I want to see that. Yeah. But if here's my, my test is this. If they don't pull their kids out of government schools and government schools are, are like Pastor Wilson says, things go back to normal after this. Right. right. Then we are not. Then right. we are going to continue. We are to think. There's a massive shot over the bow here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. Right. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to turn to God, the living God. Yeah. yeah. The one who raised Jesus from the dead, preach yeah. that, and conquered sin and death yeah. and all our fear, yeah. or turn or turn to a government that can't even give us a stimulus package. Mm. Oh, right, just make. Making stuff up. Yep. If you're a Fight Laugh Feast Club member, thank you so much for supporting uh, Rowdy Christian Media. If you're not, you should support Rowdy Christian Media starting with this podcast. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. And until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And visit flfnetwork.com. And you can get all that lovely content that and we talked about on the show. App and, and download the app. Yes. The app. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in the bullpen with Mark Dewey. It's only it's available, only on, available the app. on the only. app. And he's going to be on Monday. Yes, he is. Talking about possibly right. baseball coming back. That's right. This Ooh. is Cross Politics.